0: Hello, and welcome to the Accountability Coach Podcast, where we discuss proven business success principles related to helping you make more money, work less, so you can enjoy even better work-life balance. This is Ann Backrack. Today, we're honored to have a very special guest with us. Brian Clayton is the CEO and co-founder of GreenPal, which is an online marketplace that connects homeowners with local lawn care professionals. GreenPal has been called the Uber for lawn care. By Entrepreneur Magazine and has over 100,000 active users completing thousands of transactions per day. Before starting GreenPal, Brian founded Peachtree, one of the largest landscaping companies in the state of Tennessee, growing it to over $10 million a year in annual revenue before it was acquired by Lusa Holdings in 2013. Welcome, Brian. We so appreciate. Hey, you great being, to be here. <laughs> we so appreciate you being with us today. Let's start with some, I guess, maybe even a deep question here. I'm going to start, you know, let's just get to the point. Tell us what specifically was the single most important activity you did to go from zero revenue to, let's call it, decent profitability, and how long did that take you?
1: Yeah, great question. So in both businesses that I have built uh, from scratch, uh, I would say it's just a relentless focus on improvement. Uh, the Japanese call it Kaizen. And it just means looking at whatever it is you're doing, the product that you're making or the service that you're selling, and just relentlessly making it better and better. In the early days, you kind of have to do that to survive. But as you get a little bit of momentum going in your business, big or small, a lot of times business owners will get, will get a little lazy and they'll just kind of coast along. But if you do that, the marketplace is going to punish you. You're going to always have to make your product better and better and better, faster, cheaper, higher quality, more reliable, whatever it is, because somebody is always going to be competing with you. And and like Mark Cuban says, you have to work like somebody is in a garage who wants to take it all away from you, because the reality is there is somebody who's going to take it away from you if you're not making your product better and better.
0: So, the key here for me was, and I just got chills on it, was relentless focus. Exactly. Yeah. So you had to be just constantly thinking about, hey, how am I going to make this better? You know, tomorrow, the next day, next month, next year, to be on top of everything.
1: Exactly. And, and so, in my first business, you know, I I grew a a lawn mowing business, uh, just myself and a push mower, to over 150 employees and $10 million a year in revenue. And the way I got from zero to 10 million was just constantly looking at what I was doing every day. In the early days, it was just me. And then as I hired my first employee or my fifth employee, 10th, 50th, what it was I was doing on a daily basis and just making those those routines and processes more streamlined and more effective. And it could be anything from, how do we ensure that our customer is getting a consistent experience every time we visit their property to mow their yard? Or it could be, how is my sales process performing, and how do I make it better? How do I how do I speak to my customers more effectively, and and really figure out what it is they want, and how do I improve my sales process to to, to close more sales, and and just whatever it, it is that your business is doing, how do you constantly make those routines and And processes more efficient and more effective is how you win at small business and big business
0: yeah I love the fact around creating processes and really refining them and you know having them first of all which a lot of people don't have for sure
1: exactly exactly so so most most small business owners fall into a trap of of just daily chaos in their business and just going into work every day and fighting any fire that comes up and, and really just not developing any processes or systems around how to make a business run smoothly. A book that really helped me in the early days was called The E-Myth. And this book talks about a lady who wants to open up a bakery because she loves to make pies. And what she realizes is, as after her first month in business, is that there's a big difference between baking pies and running a business that sells pies. And the business just, and the book just goes through step by step how you think about working on your business and not necessarily in your business. And that's a that's a that's a subtle nuance, but there's a big difference. When you're working in your business, you're you're just you're 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 like a like a one arm paper hanger. You're you're just going from thing to thing and you're trying to keep keep the lights on. But when you work on your business, you take a step back and you say, okay. What are all the different roles that it takes to run this business? And it might be my name on every one of those roles, but how do I slowly begin to delegate those to people to help me? And how do I develop routines and processes around every one of those functions? And as you move from in your business to on your business, that's how you create something that's sustainable and something that is valuable and could actually maybe even be sold one day.
0: Yeah, and I think didn't Michael Gerber re, uh, write also the E Myth Revisited? And I thought the first book was better, didn't didn't you?
1: I I, I did too. Um, I've I've read both. Um, the first one is 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 more uh, fundamental, but you know you can't go wrong by reading or just even listening to those books on Audible. Mm-hmm. They really really helped me crystallize just my simple game plan. This stuff isn't complicated, uh, <laughs> but it is hard to do.
0: Yeah, I would agree. So let's talk about a little nuance of what you had talked about. How can a small business owner outsource certain tasks to cut costs and make their business more profitable then?
1: Yeah, great question. So a lot of times, small business owners in the early days will delegate from uh, what I call abdication, which means they don't want to do the certain tasks, so they try to just pay somebody else to do it. And in my experience, it helps to actually perform those tasks yourself for a bit of time to get uh, some sort of mastery of them. And then you can delegate them from a stewardship paradigm, from a place from where you have mastery of it, and then you know what it is you're looking for, and you know what the goals are of that role. And if you don't kind of walk in those shoes first, you really don't know what it is you're delegating. And, and then you kind of don't know what it is, the results that you're expecting from that person. So a good example would be like, like bookkeeping. Uh, I, most every small business owner neglects their books or hates doing bookkeeping, uh, hates looking at spreadsheets. I know I did. I know I still do, but you really do have to hold yourself accountable, especially in the early days to stay on top of your books and to go through the processes of, of your bank reconciliations every day and going through the, 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 just the work of staying on top of your books and doing your financials. And then you can delegate that to a good bookkeeper. And these days it's easier than ever. When I was starting my first business in the 90s, a lot of this stuff was pen and pad, you know, manually entering it into Excel spreadsheets. Now you can use software programs like zero.com or, or even QuickBooksOnline.com has gotten so much better than it used to be and a lot of things such as bookkeeping can be, can be streamlined and, and automated. And then after you do them yourself for a while, you can then delegate them to a remote worker, somebody who may not necessarily even live in the same state as you, but who can stay on top of your books for you. And you can apply that kind of playbook to a lot of things, whether it could be uh, sales, or even somebody answering the phone, or just some of the routine things day in and day out that it takes to run your business, after you do them a while you can develop the playbook and you can then delegate them and understand okay this is the role it has my name on it right now but i'm going to put it on i'm going to put it in this person's hands and and they understand okay these are the goals that they need to be accomplishing because i know what they need to be doing because i've done it
0: yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, when you start out, you pretty much do every job <laughs> because you don't yeah, have you, a choice. <laughs> you really have to, you know. And, and the, in the book, uh, the E Myth, he talks
1: about creating a a org chart, a literal org chart. So you could just have a nail salon, a roofing company, a construction company, a home cleaning business, a website that sells uh, whatever different types of uh, uh, bath products or whatever it is that you're doing even if it's just you you need to create an org chart who's the head of marketing who's who is uh head of sales who's head of accounting uh who is the ceo who is customer service and it's going to be your name on every single one of those goals but then as time goes on you can slowly delegate these things to remote workers or part-time helpers or full-time employees and you can grow into that naturally in a sustained way rather than just trying to hire one person to help you with everything and nobody really even knows what they're doing or what they're responsible for.
0: Well, I'm curious, did persistence play a role in your success? And if so, how did persistence help you?
1: Absolutely, it's, it's one of those just, it's table stakes in any business. It's, it's one of those fundamental principles that you're going to have to be persistent as hell to make it in any business, big or small, digital startup, or even just a, a, a main street type of business. Business is hard. And I think what what hangs a lot of people up is that they just spend all of this time planning and they never actually get in the trenches and get in the game. And what you don't realize is, is that that Mike Tyson quote is true, is that no, no plan lasts until you get punched into the nose, you know, like the minute you get in the trenches and start your business, you're, you're going to learn that all of these assumptions that you had really weren't true and that you're going to, the only way to learn how to do it is just to get started. So that's what I try to, when I, when I'm coaching and mentoring fellow uh, business owners and entrepreneurs is that, Hey, yeah, okay, this is a good idea, but you need to get started on something. You need to uh, make this your side hustle for the next, six months and see if you can get 10 customers. And then you're going to know so much more than we are even having in this conversation right now. And and it's that persistence of, of just trial and error, figuring out what works and learning more from your mistakes than you do your successes is what's going to carry you forward. And the good news about the marketplace is that it's relentless with giving you feedback. Your customers are going to tell you where you're coming up short and what they want from you. If you're willing to listen, And running a business is one of the most humbling things that anybody can do because you're constantly going to be getting feedback from your your customers, from the marketplace as to what is working and what is not. And it takes persistence to get through that. And and it's just moving from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm. If you're not willing to do that, then maybe you're not cut out for entrepreneurship. Not everybody is, and that's okay. But you have to really look in the mirror and ask yourself that question before you get started and, and, and dive off the deep end and, and start your own business
0: good point um, we I call that a lot of times getting ready to get ready you got to stop getting ready to get ready and just go out there and do it and see what happens that's the only way you absolutely
1: gonna do. absolutely <laughs> and, and 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 but I but there's a caveat you know uh, you really don't want to uh, go for broke you need you need to you need to kind of like what I what I say is fire bullets then cannonballs because this is going to be a marathon, not a sprint. And so the best thing you can do to test your ideas and to dip your toe in the water and then to validate some things before before you just go off the deep end and quit your job and go sign a lease for a storefront and take on a a quarter million dollars in, in in credit lines, like, let's, let's let's try to get into the business slowly and maybe even work for somebody who's in the business you want to be in so you can learn from it uh, from the inside out. However you can de-risk this, this idea of yours little by little and ease your way into it is, is going to prove very valuable in, in your longevity and sustainability.
0: Well, that's very, very good. Well said. Um, what sort of mental mindset do you think it will take to grow someone's business no matter what the economic climate might be
1: yeah it's a lot of it is psychology a lot of it is like i said moving from failure to failure without a loss of enthusiasm that really is the definition of entrepreneurship and you know right now we're in one of the worst economic climates for for small business in probably i don't know 50 years or more and it's like, how do you, how do you keep going? How do you not give up? And, and what I am coaching entrepreneurs on is that you don't give up. You, you stay in the game as long as you can, because I believe it or not five or 10 years from now, you'll be glad you, you'll be glad this happened to you because you'll actually have a stronger business, uh, than you did before this. And, and there's an, there is going to be value in being the last man or last woman standing in your in your local marketplace, it's it, it's it's really going. It's really happening for you. It's not happening to you, is the way I would I would encourage business owners to reframe this situation that we're in. It's like this. Uh, what I do is I close my eyes and I fast forward a year from now, and I visualize myself doing the same thing today uh, a year from now. And, and that, that loss of momentum, that loss of progress is what motivates me to keep, just to keep grinding it out today. And so managing your own psychology uh, is a big part of being a successful business owner and entrepreneur, because a lot of times it's, it's just not giving up, it's, it's putting in the hours, it's putting in the work, because you don't really have a boss. And so you have to be your, your biggest coach, your biggest cheerleader. Um, because nobody else is going to drive it forward but you.
0: So given that, I mean, you know, you're doing everything. I mean, you're really, you know, the leader of the pack, so to speak. How do you really manage your time then so you don't get burned out?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. Um, When you say leader of the pack, I heard a good quote the other day. It's uh, whether you've got one employee or two or zero or ten or a hundred, as the leader of your business you get the business you get exactly the company that you deserve so a lot of times business owners will say ah my employees are so ungrateful or they're so unreliable or man they're always just have bad attitudes and they're always asking for raises and the reality is as leaders of our of our organizations or as of our small businesses we get exactly the business that we deserve and what i mean by that is that you have to carry that, that strong, calm, positive attitude day in and day out. And it may, it may come from things like meditation or having a coach or having a good uh, mastermind group that you're a part of or however you develop that inner confidence. You, as the owner and leader of your company, you need to have that because believe it or not, the business is an extension of you and your helpers your employees your team are going to mirror whatever energy it is you're bringing so you have to maintain that and and be the biggest cheerleader for the company uh or or else you know it's going to mirror whatever attitude it is that you have and and that's something that i've struggled with uh uh, for a very long time running my businesses it took me too long to learn that but if it's one piece of advice i can give people listening to this is that be cognizant of your your company your team members are going to mirror whatever energy it is you're bringing
0: So how would you recommend that you as a business owner as well as the support team whether they're virtual obviously or in-house how would you you and them consistently apply effective time management so that people are really effective and not really overworked
1: yeah great question. Mark Cuban again, he has a quote that says, Sales cures all. It, 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 good sales, numbers going up and to the right can can cure a bad culture sometimes. It can cure it can make attitudes better. It really can. So how do you how do you manufacture that momentum? How do you keep the momentum? How do you how do you keep driving down the field and how do you hold yourself accountable to do that? The the one thing that's worked for me is is we all have goals, right? Like we, well, at least we hope we do. We, we, have, we have goals that we've laid out for ourselves, for our business, maybe even our team members. And those are what I call output metrics. It means it's whatever it is we're trying to do. And, and in my current business, pile we've grown the, the, the revenue 100% every year for the past six years. We have doubled every single year. And so we're going to double revenue again this year. And so that's an output metric. It's that is our goal is to double revenue. Well, how do we get there? Well, then we we need to focus on what are called input metrics. It's all of the things that we have to do on a daily basis to get to that goal. So output metric is the goal, input metric are the things that we're measuring on a daily basis. And so let's say if we want to double revenue, how do we do that? Well, we got a double traffic to the website okay how do we double traffic to the website well we need to create more content uh, how do we create more content well our content writers need to write more more blog posts about these certain things okay who's going to do that well I'm going to do a little this person to do, do a little okay how much per day are they going to need to do well probably going to need to write an article every two days okay well, then you're responsible for writing an article every two days that's an input metric, and so distilling filling down to what are the things that you and your team members are going to need to do on a daily basis to get there? Is uh is a is a is an exercise that few business owners go through then holding everybody accountable to, to actually did they get these things done is, is another thing that can be uncomfortable especially for new business owners the way we do it is we have weekly stand-ups so every monday all of our team members get up and talk for about five or ten minutes about what their objectives are for the day, for the week, what they got done last week, what they didn't get done, and why. It holds everybody accountable. And if you're totally a virtual company, you know, and that's getting more and more uh, the case these days, you can do that on a, on a all hands on Zoom. And it really holds everybody accountable to the rest of the team that they're doing what it is they need to be doing.
0: Oh, I love it. I love all that uh, camaraderie, teamwork. It really makes everybody, I get, I think, have ownership. Of not just absolutely. their
1: position absolutely you know one of my favorite theories uh, on HBO was called band of brothers and and, and you know a lot of times business is, is like that a lot of times it's just the benevolence to your teammates that gets you through a lot of the lows and, and that is what causes you to take action because uh, you don't want to let your team members down and if you're being held to account and your team members are crushing it you're gonna crush it and so that energy kind of matches you and it manifests itself, and the people that are working besides you, if you're sharing these things on a weekly, continual basis.
0: Well, how do you, Brian, maintain your focus on really your high payoff activities?
1: Yeah, like the high leverage stuff, right? You right. know, we uh, it's so easy to conflate urgency with importance, and what I mean by that is. All of the emails, all of the customer support tickets, all of the inbound that you're getting, a lot of these things are urgent, but they're not necessarily important. And what the, the paradox is, is that the high leverage things like planning, strategy, developing better systems, refactoring code if you have a website, or looking at your processes and tuning those, making those better, those things are important, but they're not necessarily urgent. And so a lot of times business owners, we just get stuck in the, in the urgent, but not important box. And we're just spinning our wheels. And what we have to hold ourselves accountable to is at least a third or half of our time during the week. We need it. We need just to take time and and be on the business, not in the business. And we'll look, look at those things that are important, but aren't necessarily urgent. And if you can move into that high leverage paradigm, if you can stay there as much as possible, it takes care of a lot of these things that just pop up over and over and over again. In the early days, it's really, really hard to do because you're just you're running around with, with your hair on fire. But if you can slowly, week over week, try to spend more time in the box of important, but not necessarily urgent, that's how you build a sustainable business.
0: Oh, I love it, that's for sure. Hey, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you or, or what you do or anything about your organization, how would they do that or what would you suggest they do?
1: Yeah, so anybody that is looking to just not have to mow their own yard or their yard guy or girl doesn't show up anymore, which is quite often the case, <laughs> they can just download Green Pal in the app store. They sign up, they'll get five free quotes and they can hire somebody in less than a minute to come mow their yard. It's kind of like Uber for lawn mowing. Uh, anybody that wants to reach out to me, the best way to reach me is, is on my email. I respond to all emails, uh, brian at yourgreenpal.com. When you email me, just try to put me on second or third base on the email, whatever it is I can help you with. And uh, and and I'd be glad to respond.
0: Oh, wow. That's really appreciated for sure. So if they wanted to get the quote, though, can you give the URL for that, please?
1: Yeah, yourgreenpal.com.
0: Okay. Awesome. And Brian is B-R-Y-A-N for his email. So it's brian at yourgreenpal.com, correct?
1: That is is correct.
0: Awesome. Well, I appreciate your insight today. It's super informative. And I think a lot of us, including myself, I took a page of notes while you were talking. So I really appreciate the insight that you shared and hopefully other people will take heart and start implementing some of the things that you talked about in their business. Thanks again for your time. My
1: pleasure. Had a lot of fun.
0: Well, my hope for our time together with Brian is that you got value and an idea or two that will help you be even more successful professionally and personally. Feel free to share my podcast with others, as they can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And of course, if you'd like to get a short daily fix from me, subscribe to the Accountability Minute, which also can be found on most podcast platforms and in most English speaking countries. And always, always, always remember to aim for what you want each and every day. Until next time, make it a great day today and every day. Thanks for listening.